Hello, welcome to the Duster Today podcast. This is Amir Mohammed, and I'm joined by Tanner Coyer and Nathan Carcino. We are also joined by Claude and Elias. Um, so they're both freshmen here at LCU. So thank you guys for joining us tonight. So uh, obviously it's a night show. We're here at eight thirty tonight. That's normally <laughs> unusual. A late. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> late, right? So uh, talk about the day. What do we guys do today? Yeah, my name is Claude and Hi. My God. Yeah. We did a lot today. As usual, today is Wednesday, so we did school. Ooh. How well earlier what were your earliest classes today? It was ten forty. And it was Greek. Greek, Greek at ten forty? Yeah. You could imagine I needed more coffee. <laughs> so is that like a normal ten forty? It gets out like eleven fifty five, twelve. It gets out out in eleven thirty. Eleven thirty. Okay. Yeah. Y'all like that one? Yeah. Y'all both in it? Yeah. I had a different day. Yeah. <laughs> I had a different day. Different day. Yeah, I mean, I just I woke up, <laughs> take a quick shower, and then I went. Uh, I thought there was there was chapel today, so I didn't I didn't go to, I didn't get to go to the chapel. Uh huh. That's okay. And then uh, I went to my New Testament. And I went to lunch to get some, trying to get something to eat, you know what I'm saying? And then I went uh, to English, then mm. to macroeconomics. Oh, microeconomics, yeah. okay. And then I went to work out for a little bit. I was like, I'm jumping the homework right now. Oh, oh yeah? <laughs> you guys getting big? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, trying. You have to. <laughs> I feel and, that. And here I am. All right, so... Uh, so obviously we uh, we written about you guys. Uh, so for the guys listening out there, yeah, we uh, we wrote an article about Claude and Elias, uh, you know, journey from uh, where they began and how they ended up at LCU. So uh, just for a little words, tell us about that again, if you if you don't mind. Tell us about your journey and your story of coming and making it all the way to LCU, to big West Texas. Like, come on, yeah. <laughs> Claude, go first. I'm Texican now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so okay. I think as you, even as you're reading the article, it was one of the longest reading, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a good article. Though. Mm. It, was, it was good. We it was worked good. hard on it, you know. And it, y'all gave us a lot of I, stuff to work with in the interview. Man, you put, you put what was on my heart and on my mind on the paper. And I could not do it any better. So I give you I give you guys all the credit. But <clears throat> it's a long journey get going from Rwanda, from Congo to Rwanda and Rwanda to Tennessee and Tennessee to Lubbock. Man. It's a lot of a lot of flights. <laughs> How long you was know? that flight? You remember? Man, it took it took almost a lifetime. Lifetime. Did you have a jet lag? Super tired afterward. You just want to go to sleep, or no? Y'all were y'all full of energy like you guys are always. Man, we tried, but we lost it when we got in the airplane. Yeah, we lost it. You lost it. It was like nah. Was yeah. Man, they gave us goat cheese. I say, wow. I'm in America now. <laughs> that was the first thing you had in America was goat cheese. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Really? Wow. Really? So me, me, when I came to America, so me and 
long story short, Africa, bro, life was tough. Mm-hmm. Life was good, but it was good and tough same time. Mm-hmm. It was uh, a mixture of salt and sugar mixed together. You shake it together. Yeah, it was like that. But me, when I was when I was coming to America, 2015, mm-hmm. December 14, like that. First time I went in the plane, I was like, dang, I'm going this thing, bro. I'm going to die. Right. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle, but they didn't give us to f- something to eat. They just give us a small orange juice. I'm like, come on, man. So that's what they eat in America. <laughs> and then I'm in the sky, in the middle of nowhere. This lady, she bring me cheese. I didn't know it was cheese. So I, mean, I thought maybe it was candy or something. I opened that thing. I ate it. I was like, what, <laughs> am I, what am I eating? Am I eating sand? Mm. But when I got in Tennessee, it was like a 18 hours flight, bro. Ah, I was in Tennessee. I saw lights everywhere. I was like, damn, bro, lights, <laughs> a land of light. And then went home, and these people are caseworkers, the people who come and help you the first because you don't you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And they brought us some food, some Greek food. But mm-hmm. those Greek food, they put cheese on top. But I didn't realize it was cheese after. Staying in America for one month, that's when I realized it was cheese. But when I was eating, the meat was good, the rice was good. But these white things were on, on my rice, man, you know, shredded cheese. <laughs> I was like, damn, man. I, I didn't know. <laughs> the test of it was funny. Man. Yeah. So uh, so back in Tennessee, what type of foods did y'all like and really enjoy in Tennessee that's different from that's te- than Texas? Oh, a lot. <laughs> You know, <clears throat> we grew up with our parents, and our parents always had to cook. Mm-hmm. And then so, coming here, it's very different. Now the time they used to have, they don't. So you gotta have to learn how to do things by yourself. You know. Right. Mm. So, but one thing that our parents cook mostly is fufu. If you, if you, fufu. What's what's foo foo? Describing. Yeah, you gotta let everybody know what the foo foo is, man. Man, I'ma tell you because that thing has changed my life. Could you hear my voice? (laughs) Yeah. So it's one of it's like a basically you boil water, hot hot, Mm -hmm. and then you pour in this mixer. It's a corn mixer, and then you just have a stick, a big stick. You won't fight with it though. You fight with you stir it mm-hmm. in the pan until it becomes like almost like a bread. But it doesn't really have a flavor. Really? And then you make a soup, like a stew on the side, like a meat stew or a vegetable stew. Mm-hmm. And then you know what you know what's next? Some you just use your hands. You break the bread and you dip it in the it stew. And I think you can finish the story <laughs> in your mouth. So is that is that's like the best thing you ate? For me, that is one of the things. That, that is one of the things that my parents make. And then it makes me feel like even though I have left Africa, Africa has not left me. Right. Eh? Mm. I feel that. So do y'all cook a lot in the dorms or no? Yeah, oh not yes. too. Y'all try to get back to you know some home style stuff. You yeah. know, y'all make some fufu and JH. Yeah, <laughs> man, I'm telling you, without fufu, 
there, mean, there is no me without fufu. I mean, it sounds pretty good. I so mean, when's the last time you had it? Though? Yeah, I mean, it's probably harder to make it here, you know, in college, in a dorm room. I, I think it's when you know the process, you know the process. Okay. So you, you know? you're able to so make you it know here. it. Ah, when you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Have you made it yet? Of course. Come on, <laughs> come on. How often? How often? I think so. We, we try at least twice. Twice. Twice a week. Okay. And then we feast. Eh? <laughs> okay. But there are other things that we, we like eating. And Elias, we continue with that. Oh, food? Are yeah, you, yeah. Are you talking about African food? or? doesn't matter. Like, I mean, it's a, big, yeah. it's a big change, though, from like African traditional food to like even food in tennessee compared yeah. to texas so yeah like, what's like the biggest difference you've noticed between like food from africa and compared to like food here yeah food here i mean food in africa they taste good i don't know why <laughs> uh it's just me i was not when i came here i was exposed to different kind of foods eating cheese yeah pizza i'm like dang bro so i eat in america and mac and cheese Oh, it was my first time seeing those. That's your favorite American No, no, no. no. <laughs> I think my favorite American food is some some barbecue. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. You gotta have Texas. that good Yeah, thing. bro. The There's this one in, in Tennessee called uh, Famous Dave. It's famous, famous, oh, yeah. famous Dave. Yeah, you know that one? Yeah, I know Famous Dave. Yeah, that one man, is good. Yeah. yeah. Have you got to come to Rudy's out here. Ooh, I didn't try that. Have you had barbecue, barbecue out in Texas? Because I mean, it is different. Yeah, this spring break. Have a better this this, this la- spring break, bro. I we I, we I searched where can I find barbecue in Lubbock, Texas, and we find it. Where'd y'all Where'd y'all go? We went to True. What called? True barbecue, something like that. True, True Texas barbecue. barbecue. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, I heard they got some yeah, pretty good barbecue. Pretty authentic. I yeah, see. I haven't had that one yet. They see Rudy's. That's just a staple of barbecue in yeah. Texas. That's yeah. just mm, that's that's like. that's the only fair food that they have in America. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that like so big barbecue guys. You big barbecue guy, Clark? Me, man, I have my style of food. <laughs> you just guy. <laughs> for me, I I like my burgers. Oh, okay. Ooh. So you a burger guy? Oh, okay. We yeah. got a barbecue burger guy. So I like. I really don't mind. I'm not. I'm not very picky, but I have not been disappointed with burgers and wings. Okay. okay. So what's got the best wings in town? Okay. Ah. I I, I like I like bubas. Bubas. Oh, hey, that's yeah, exactly where I work. Actually, yeah, we, we, got <laughs> the, we got the best wings in town, of course. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they got the best, and plus, I love, I love trying different food. Going from Thai food, mm-hmm. Indian food, South African food, and some Mexican food. I love trying new food. So, uh, so th- in the calf, so do they do a good job switching up the food for you guys. And y'all enjoy that? I think the calf, they really do. Yeah. The one thing I like about the calf is that they have vari- variety of different things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're forced to eat one thing. Right. You know? They have salad if you are if you are a goat. <laughs> <laughs> and you love and you love vegetables. So it's mm-hmm. your choice. Yeah. But they also have meat. Mm-hmm. 
whatever your kind. Most of all, they have rice. R R C. Gotta have the rice. Give it to me. R I C E. So it's like, so do you guys make a lot of stir fries and stuff with the rice? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think they're tired of us at this point. Oh, they, oh, y'all just be up there going <laughs> yeah. back and back and back, huh? Back to back. Too long. <laughs> I mean, you I said you that. feast over there. Right? Yeah. So, hey, you're gonna get you're gonna get your earnings from that, huh? Man, let me tell you something. <clears throat> you know, I lived in Africa all my life. Eh? Yeah. There were times where you could not find food, mm. but now we have food here in America. You see my brothers and sisters carrying food and putting in the trash can. Oh, God bless America. Yes, sir. A blessing, man. That you know, we blessing. complain so much. Ah. There is no cheese. There is no salt. Go cook for yourself. You know? And then we complain so much. And we forget the main important thing. That God has blessed us with food. Can I get an amen? Amen. It is like that, though. Me, sometimes I try to not. Sometimes I forget, bro. Sometimes, you know. I've been blessed coming here to America. You know? Yeah. Some, me, like, I remember when 2008 in Africa. I went, uh, so I was born in Malawi, then we moved to Zimbabwe. And in Zimbabwe, that 2009, there was drought, bro. There was hunger. Mm. Where you, you, you eat the air, you take the air, like, uh, you, eat, you chew and you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and then, bro, yeah, you eat it. And it was tough, bro. And our parents would make us drink, like, more water so that we can forget. Our, so our stomachs would be full with liquid so mm. you cannot ask for food. Yeah, <laughs> that's how real it was. And but so, you know, it took one year, one year of struggling. You know, mm-hmm. and the kids in Africa, the song we sing is "Staying Alive." <laughs> but it, it changes, you know. But after one year, things got better, you know. And God blessed us. And God blessed us. We got food now, you know. And my dad was doing a small business, so he was uh, hustling. Mm-hmm. And then, but. Sometimes when I when I go in America, you know, I, I begin to take that for granted, and I be like, "Hey, bro, remember, don't forget." <laughs> Can't forget. Can't forget. I don't forget. Yeah. No. I'm trying to I'm trying to clarify the story. So, what age did y'all move out of Africa, and then you you first stopped in Tennessee, right? And then I think you both guys went to high school together. So, what was kind of the timeline? What what age did you move out of Africa, and then you started? You know, how did life begin in Tennessee right when you moved there? Oh, so me, uh, mm, I came 2015, December 15. So I, I was 13. I was 13. And I got in America when I was 13. Then when I think we took a break because uh, I can't go to school without documents. And I got some small documents. And then uh, I was supposed to be in, in high school. But they were like, bro, they gave me a test. I could I could write English but I could not speak it. And they were like, Bro, we love your writing, but you can you are speaking Japanese right now. <laughs> so <laughs> so they took me back to middle school, eighth grade, and then I did eighth grade. It was oh I was ex- exposed to many things. Can't go in details, but and then after that I went to from there. Okay. Yeah. Watch your class. And then for me I came around the same time. I came in February. February 27, 2013. And I was 13 as well when we came. 
I came with a big family. A big what? Big family. Oh, big family. So everybody right. moved over here? Yeah, all of us. Came. Oh, really? It was 10 of us, two parents, and then eight kids. See, my, my, my dad didn't play. So <clears throat> we came, <laughs> we got here, and then life was tough, you know, mm-hmm. to adjust to new languages. Mm-hmm. You have to learn how to talk, learn how to get around, you know. And then through that, I had to go to school. Because I remember going to school a couple of times. I used to skip class just because I didn't know what they were saying. And the teacher would ask questions, and I would just look at him like, <laughs> like a confused man. And he would, get, he, would get, he would get them frustrated until later on they came to learn that I didn't speak English. I was no, no bueno. No hapla. It's a whole different. I would just look. You you will say hi. I will look at you like what are those words meaning? <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then so I went through that, and I I believe most of my par- parents were go, my siblings were going to the same thing. And then through that, then twenty twenty fifteen is when I met Elias and and his family. It was through my sister that I met them. And then over that, guess what? Hmm. You know, there are these people you meet that are your friend. But then as you do life with them, they become your, your siblings. Mm-hmm. Cherish those people. Eh? Yeah. And that's so why I met Elias. And Elias began to, we began to live life. Get to enter a season of prayer, fasting, and all these things. And that's how we got closer. Mm-hmm. And then now we are here. So y'all so y'all were at the same high school? Mm-hmm. Oh, really. Dang. And then talk about your connection, because I know you had a, a pretty God-given, God-blessing to get to LCU, just to even hear about LCU. How did you first uh, you know, come up with the idea? When you were searching for college and things like that, how did LCU come up? Uh, so, <clears throat> for me, actually, I was not cl- I was not close to cl- uh, Claude because me, I try I I like staying. I like going out, but sometimes I like staying in one place. Mm-hmm. And but he was close to my older brother, and we had a Bible study that we used to go there, and I used to play music there. And you know, coming to Af- com- coming from Africa, I didn't have goals like you know how people in America have goals. What's your five What's your five year goal? Ah, bro. In Africa, that one, you don't know that one. You're just living. You're like, am I going to live tomorrow? <laughs> so, <clears throat> but my teachers in high school, they begin to challenge me. Hey, bro, what are you going to do when you grow up? Ah! So I began to be, I began to worry, bro. When I would go home, I would look myself in the mirror. I would be like, dang, okay, man. What am I going to become anyways? You know, am I going to go to college? I was scared of the ACT, bro. You know that thing? Oh, like, yeah. Ah, you know that about thing, bro. I was like, dang. I mean, I'm not lazy like to study. I tried my best and I got like a like a 18. Mm-hmm. Ah, that was tough, bro. But I was like, where am I going to go to college? And for me, I wanted to do aviation actually. Not like oh. fly, yeah, but maintenance. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then, <clears throat> so when I graduated high school in 2020, I was like, okay, what's next? <laughs> God has taken me so far, you know? High school is a... Is a Coming from Africa, we finished high school, bro. That's a big accompli- accomplishment already. And I was like, dang, bro, okay. 
So I began to, I was, I was worried and I was anxious. I was stressed about what I'm going to become when, you know, someday I'm going to have a family. How I'm going to provide, things like that. And now I was, I was a new Christian. Like, I was, I was, I grew up in a Christian family, but I became a Christian, like, for myself, 2018. I began to take it so serious when I, 2018. And in America, it, play, it played a big part for me to actually take God serious. And then, oh, I began fasting, bro. I began, like, praying without eating because that's something common that we do in Africa when uh, when I began to get stressed or those things, I would start fasting. And I would just do one day, 6, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., I will fast. Pray without, pray without eating. And I will still go to school. And I started doing that... Uh, and first, I, I find my calling. What, I was like, okay, I'm a Christian, but what, what am I called to do? You know, Because sometimes you can be a Christian and not know what you are, what you are called. You know, And it's so good. There's this quote that I like say, uh, there are two important things in life. The day you were born and the day you find out why. So I was like, oh, I want to know why I'm alive. So uh, I prayed bro, alone. This time, Claude was not in my life. I, I had family. But I prayed for so like for a good time without eating. I would just eat at, at 10 p.m. That's when I would eat. And then, long story short, God answered me through a person, through a friend in a, in a church camp. And he came to me and he said, Hey, I think God is calling you to intercession. And intercession is simply just praying, praying for people, praying, you know. So I'm a Praying guy, I like prayer, so I had no choice because that's I find out that's what I was called to. I was like, okay, that's good. That's a you know because sometimes we should be good spiritually and good physically, like in in, in on earth. So I was like, okay, I know now my calling. So what should I study? You know? Yeah. I didn't know. Confused again. So I, <laughs> I tried everything in Tennessee, bro. I would go to schools. Uh, I, I tried aviation. I. I applied for aviation school, and yeah, it was not working, bro. I was like, dang. I, then I took, I wanted to go to out of state uh, when I was when I was eighteen to just do a six month internship for prayer, and it didn't work. I was like, dang, bro. So nothing, everything I was trying was not working. So I went back home. So that's when I became friends with this guy. We began praying together, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> praying, bro. And then 2021, we we're fasting like for 40 days. Yes, just water, bro. And 21 days, we drink water. Then 22 days, we put some cereal, bro, because I couldn't walk. you <laughs> staring. Anyways, we were just praying, you no, know, just reading Bible, praying, and asking God uh, for direction. And then one, after we finished the 40-day fasting, we went in downtown to visit our pastor. And then uh, our pastor was like, hey, bro, are you guys in, are you guys in school, in college? Claude was in college, but for me, I took a whole year break mm -hmm. because I wanted, I didn't just want to make a uh, decision. I didn't just want to go to college just like that. And then Claude was like, yeah, I'm in college, and Claude can pick up from that. Okay. <laughs> Big in college, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was in college now, as you can see. <clears throat> I'm already connected to Elias now. He's in a season where he does not know. He knows where God wants to take him what he's going to study. At this point, I like I could see him being rejected by schools he wanted to go to. And he said, oh no. It felt like the world just crashed on him. And so for me, there was nothing really I could do. 
other than just sitting and watching. Pray for him, you know. Mm-hmm. And then so we were still in the 21 days of fasting. And that is when God called me as well. And I was doing physical therapy and I was very good at it, you know. Two years of a community college and I understood what I was doing. But then the last semester, that's when everything hit me. I almost lost it. My my drive, my hunger for that, for those things, it fell, it faded away. And then after a friend of mine, when he passed a while ago, and the God spoke to me, he said, Claude, why is it that you don't want to give away your dreams and follow me? And then so for me, when I looked into PT, I was like, okay, this got big money. I can do this and then be able to support the work of God through this. And then so through that, <clears throat> I wanted to do things my own way. But then I, then I started failing classes. Not because I didn't know what to do, no. I'm smart enough to do what God has called me to do. God has given us wisdom to do things. And then so I'm doing it here, doing it my classes, then I start failing it. And then this anxiety picked in. Where now I'm not able to sleep. I could not sleep. I'm just thinking about, God, what do you want to do with me? In the back of my head, I don't want to disappoint my parents. Because when they bring you all the way from Africa, they want you to be something bigger. And so when I when I'm looking into myself and I'm like, God, can I be big apart from doing what I want to study? And then I say, you know what? My parents were not there when God called me. My parents were not there when God created me, when he formed me, when he called my name. They were not there. And then immediately, I remember it was day 14 of water. I said, God, I'm going to follow you. I really don't care how life is going to turn out, but I'm going to follow you. And then immediately, not that long ago, then eh, then a friend of ours, one of our pastors, he called me. He said, Claude, I know you've been wanting to, to go to school to do pre- just pastorship, but there's a friend of mine that that is a president at LCU. I said, oh, tell me about that. And then so for me, immediately when he says in Texas, I shut off. I said, I'm, I'm not leaving my family. I'm not leaving my friends. I'm not living the life, the second life I know. You know, in Africa, when I when I, I already had good community, age of 13, so we came here, and then I, I had to form this new community again. And then now, I'm going to leave it again and come to a new place. I say, I'm tired of doing the same thing. Now I want to settle here with my family and just be there with them and all my friends and all these things. And then God began to keep on pressing on me, pressing on me. And then the pastor said, how about you just go and try it? You know, for me, when I don't want to do something, it takes God <laughs> for me to do it, you know. And then so for me, I ended up doing it. And then I said, say, and then the pastor said, how about you find one more guy who you want to go with? And then immediately I knew who I was going to say. Because I knew Elias was in the middle of so much rejection. Dang! So I yeah. said, you know what? Let me go with Elias. <laughs> and then so... I said, Elias, how about we go visit it, you know? It's been 40 days. We haven't had any meat. We haven't had any food. How about we go try this? They pay for us. Let's go and enjoy. Enjoy the ride. Even if we don't go, 
enjoy the sweet time because we were hiding, we were in a house for like 40 days. You go to work, you come back, man, you are hungry, you are tired. Hey. But you, you had to keep going. Giving up was not an option. So we came and then this guy, we came to visit LCU now. When we came to visit LCU, man, I remember we, we had steak and a big baked potato. <laughs> and, and, and right off the bat, I think right I think plate. it was banana pudding. Oh my God! Send me to heaven. And then so, <laughs> so after that, and then people were so welcoming. He mm he -hmm. reminded me of Africa again, you know, of how welcoming people were. And then immediately I said, for me, I knew. And then when I got there, a friend of mine was praying for me. He sent me Isaiah 43. He said, I am making a way in the wilderness. Can you not see it? Immediately, I knew I was supposed to be here. I knew from the start. Because even before we came on that one, <laughs> we fasted five days. <laughs> to make sure that God wants us to do this thing. You're talking about fasting. America needs to wake up and start fasting. <laughs> you know? You're you will not. reap that which you sow. I'm telling you, in this kingdom, in this kingdom, we must learn how to be men and stand up and claim that which is that which belongs to us. So we did five days, and then God was so gracious. He felt He filled us with so much joy that no mother, no father, no friends can ever give you. And then we came here. I was at peace with the decision I made. And then immediately, I went back. And when I went back, I didn't know. I don't know if Elias was on board with it. But for me, I was convinced that I need to come back here. I only needed God to convince Elias. And then that's it. And that's a done deal. <laughs> and so through it all, and then we ended up, long story short, God was in it. And we are here. Our parents didn't want us to come. But when they see how God was moving everything, how God was speaking, doing all these things, I say, you know what? If I disobey God, if I disobey, if I turn away this opportunity, if I don't come here, that is me disobeying God. And then so, me and Elias decided to make a small party and invite all our friends and dance, eat, celebrate it because we were coming here. And that was the story. is a long story, but that is how we came from Tennessee to Lubbock. And here we are. Man. Well, <coughs> LCU is definitely, you know, definitely uh, happy to have you guys here. I mean, I hear about you guys almost every day, you know, your positive energy, you're dancing in the dorms late at night, early morning, it doesn't matter. So you guys' energy and, uh, like, passion for everything has definitely been a big role model to all of us uh, at LCU, most definitely. So. I think according to what LCU has done, LCU, God has used LCU to bless us in, in so many ways. Mm. And then from a place where you are being loved, it's so easy to love. You know, when you see, it's easy to show kindness to somebody who's constantly loving on you. And I believe they'll see you for me. 
has been a place, not just a regular college, but a family. You know, I feel that. I call this my second home. Um, it's your third home. Yeah, I was about to say third. what about <laughs> 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 no, no, no. My second, second home, home from second, second American home. Second. There you yeah. Go. Yeah. yeah. Second from yeah. Oh, no. But, you know, it, it, now I, I, I just feel, for me, I feel alive. Even when I go back home and visit my parents and come back here, these LCU still awakes the deeper part of me. That is why I call it home. So what do you guys want to, you know, give a little uh, a prayer before we get out of here for the people listening? You don't mind? Mr. Prayer Guy. Before you pray, I'm going to say something. Say, there is... <clears throat> There's a story in the Bible that says, uh, when Jesus called his disciples, he said, follow me. They were fishing, you know? And he said, hey, follow me, God. Uh, follow me. You know, I'll make you fishers of men. And I like that because he said, I will make you. And I believe that here at LCU, God is making all of us, no matter what, you, what your major, whatever you're doing, whatever your passion the key that is that God is making you. Follow me and I'll make you. Which connects to Genesis 1.26 where it says, uh, when God says, let us create, let us make men, you know, I will make you. So God is making us, making who, who he's making us. I always say this, my generation is not ready for me because whatever, God, God is making me something that my generation is not ready for. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'll pray. <coughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this time. We honor your name. You are you alone, God, knows the future. You are the Alpha and Omega, beginning and end. We praise your name, Father. You say, Father, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer and supplication, let your request be known. Father, just pray for any student that is stressful, any student that is walking in anxiety. I just Pray, Lord, that you bring the peace that surpasses all understanding. And Father, thank you that you are making us, that you are making us fishers of men, that we just we will not just do our passions, but that we also you will use our passions so that we can do your will, Father. I pray that your will in our life will prevail. Let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day, Lord. So this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. So, Father, we bless you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We cannot finish without me praying in my language. Is it okay? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, of course. Of course. Yes. Yes. That is one thing that makes us different, you know. Yeah. Kishaka gikorwe mwisi nkuko gikorwa mwijuru ifunguru duhaye mwami Yesu uryeze kandi rutunganye ntuduhane mu bitwosha mwami ahubwo dukiza ibyago koko ubwami nubwawe icyubahiro ni cyawe none ni iteka ryose oh god's people say amen, amen. <laughs>
Thank you guys so much well, for being here. Yeah, we really that was appreciate amazing. it. Yeah, sure. thank you guys. Uh, for you listening, make sure you uh, give a shout out to uh, to Elias and Claude if you see him throughout school. And uh, but this has been a wonderful night. Thank you all for listening. You're listening to the Duster Podcast today. Also, uh, make sure if you're listening to tune back to the article that we wrote about these two guys. Uh, it was real. It was real cool. We posted a couple weeks ago, but yeah, it kind of has a little bit detailed of everything else. But thank you guys so much for coming on the the podcast. We really appreciate it. Any other words, guys? We chilling. Where you at? <laughs> <laughs>